Hey, what's up? This is TJP, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And, you know, like always, I'm the one that leads you on your expeditions. But it's not about me. This is Now Entering the Ring, which means one thing. We have a special guest for you. This man can be found at Victus. You can find him at New World Wrestling. You can find him at Lucky Pro. And you can find him at House of Hardcore. He is. The great. He is the reason why we're doing this show on a Monday because not just like your man crush Mondays, this is the man. Hashtag MCM. Mucho Chris Moljo. I don't know if you can hear that. Favorite man crush. Every day and twice on Monday. What's up, nerds? It's your boy, hashtag MCM Mucho Chris Moljo. Everyone's favorite man crush every day and twice on Mondays. And MCM loves playing his theme song whenever he's on a podcast. So, Cliff, thanks, bro. Thanks. Hey, <laughs> thank you for saying, thank you, you know, just like one for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate this. Glad to be here. And mind you, we rarely put out Monday shows, but, you know. Listen, it's Monday. It's Mucho Chris Moljo, everyone's favorite man crush every day. And you know what? Today, you like me twice. (laughs) So, yeah, you guys already know what to do. Hit that like button and then, you know, go follow him on his social media accounts and give it the like button twice, you know. Let's get there you started. go at Mucho Chris Moljo on Twitter and at Mucho Chris Moljo on Instagram. That so let's get into this, man. Because like I said, like we we definitely are having a lot of fun, and uh, I just want to know who is Chris Moljo. Who is Chris Moljo? I mean, Mucho Chris Moljo and Chris Moljo are one and the same person. So hashtag MCM is Chris Moljo. Mucho Chris Moljo is Chris Moljo. So growing up, MCM was a huge fan of WWE. Grew up in the 90s with the Attitude Era and just was drawn to that television screen, especially the heartbreak hit Shawn Michaels and D-Generation X. That's what really got me hooked into professional wrestling as a fan And it just grew and grew and grew. Eventually, that went a little ways. MCM found football, played some collegiate football at SUNY Cortland, played some semi-professional ball in Watertown, New York, for the Watertown Red and Black, and eventually found his passion again with professional wrestling and decided to give it a go. Been at Team 3D Academy Going on, going to be five years I've been training at Team 3 Academy with Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and Randy Sean. So you know what, it's it's an amazing experience, and I can't wait to keep working. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I've, seen, I, I've seen like your guys' class that you guys had I was attached with. Uh, 
with Team 3D. So, like, yeah, I was like, damn, there's a lot of great wrestlers in this group. <laughs> yeah, we got we got an awesome group. We got like a 15 people in the score right now, maybe even more. But some people you may know, Wrecking Ball Ligurski. You have Gio Galvano, the soccer nerd himself. Low Life, I'm sorry, not Low Life anymore. Danger Hawk, Dennis Morgan. Who else we got? Clipper Jones. All these people I'm saying right now have been on Invictus Pro Wrestling before. And we have some referees looking to be professional wrestlers in TKO, Kosenko, Sour Patch Nerd. And anytime, Alan Baino. Am I missing anyone else? That's actually working. Don't think so. But there's a bunch of other dudes that are here that are paying their dues and they're looking to get their shot too. So Team 3D Northeast, we got some good talent. So you said you've been a wrestling fan forever with Shawn Michaels kind of leading the forefront and Degeneration X and all that. So that's pretty much, I guess, that's how you got your introduction into your business. Like what drove you really to wanting to, what, what made you say like, hey, this is, the, the time is now for me to achieve my dream. The time is now was my age, actually. So I turned 28 years old and my real job, I'm a phys ed teacher in the Bronx. And at that point, I just got tenure and I thought to myself, you know, what was your dream growing up? What did you want to do? And it was maybe football, but I always wanted to be a professional wrestler. So I said, the time is now. If you want to get this done, 28 years old, that's kind of old to try to get into wrestling but I went for it and now I am here at 32 gonna be 33 in July that's awesome I was gonna say I can kind of I can kind of feel where you're coming from because for me like just I'm turning 36 this year and I've been in for like 18 months now and I'm just like like, yeah I gotta pull the trigger because if I don't pull the trigger sooner I'm always gonna be like what if what if I tried this so exactly you know the what if is a big thing so if I told myself you know you want to do this and then if I didn't try it that would be the huge question mark in the back of my head if I'm on my deathbed what if what if you did do this you know it's I'm glad I went through with it I'm doing it and it's tremendous oh yeah I this was like the this is like one of the best decisions I made. I was like, I'm doing this and I'm going to meet so many cool people. And so far, like it's definitely panned out. <laughs> Excellent. So you've been training for 18 months now? Yeah, actually. Uh, I started over here at Riot City in, uh, in Skyville, well, Sykesville, Maryland. And uh, yeah, just, I, I remember texting uh, a friend and they were like, Hey, we can get you connected. And then I told uh, Sicken, I was like, Hey man, like, I'm available. I'll start in January. And he was like, okay, buddy. And I think he just kind of thought like, you know, it's November. He's going to forget about it. Sure enough, <laughs> first weekend of January that I was helped setting up a ring and like learning how to put like, how to move everything around, how to like tighten up the ropes, how to like place everything together. And then since then it's, it's every weekend I've been in and out just like training COVID COVID hit at the most appropriate time where yeah, it's like sucked. COVID was a big Big downer on the the, uh, the wrestling business, the whole world actually, but it's just so I'm, it's going to be five years in July. But I mean, I lost almost seven months in training, so it's like, am I really five years into the business now? So it's it sucks, but things are looking up. We're moving forward. Uh, 
I've done plenty of shows so far in 2021 and can't wait to do some more. So full yeah, speed was, ahead for hashtag MCM. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I start, uh, I had that, 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 that stop from like March till May. And then once the end of May came, like I started like getting back in the ring, really training again. And then I just didn't stop just from mm-hmm. May till all the way. How now. many days a week are you training? Uh, it, it depends on the week. It's usually like two or two, one or two times a week, just usually on the weekends. It's usually when I'm trying to get in, but okay. um, like I'm in the gym like five times a week too. So it's like, I'm like always, I'm trying to always That's grind. A big to get part better. of it too. In ring training is, is a lot of it, but what you do outside that ring as well that is going to push you to the next level so and that's what keep that's, doing it man keep doing it and that's where this podcast came from too like i know like i've i've told i think i've told this story at least 20 or 30 times but like when covid hit like i was me and chaz we were just kind of like we were trying to get like continue growing in the business but we didn't really know what we could do so we decided we we're going to open up this show and we brought on uh big trouble ben bishop who was our first guest and oh, so <laughs> big trouble, Ben Bishop, my man, six <laughs> foot, 12 inches, 15% of a metric ton. Hashtag MCM, Big Ben, we are hashtag mucho trouble. <laughs> I like it. And uh, yeah, so we brought him on and we asked him questions about like, training and what he's been doing and stuff and then we realized like we had this like crazy opportunity to ask people about like their experiences and like how to get the show or like just ask advice like in a ring wise and like next thing we know here it is like almost a, it's been a little over a year that we've just brought on all like people and just asked them for advice we brought all sorts of veterans and like take notes so as much as you can do like in ring work you can also be doing the same outer ring work. And like, so you see, like, we're always asking people like for advice. Good stuff, man. It's, it's, it's an awesome, awesome experience getting into the wrestling business. And, you know, it's, it's a lot that goes in to the whole show and to the whole thing. So it's, it's a lot of, a lot of moving parts that go into this wrestling business. And uh, it's good to know every bits and pieces of that going into it. So. You're definitely right about that. But speaking about bits and pieces that go into the business, what's been one of the worst bumps you've taken in the business? One of the worst bumps I've taken in the business. Oof. Learning backdrops, actually. And this is actually a, a bully race story. So learning backdrops with any bump you take, especially if it's a back bump, you want to be as flat as possible. So learning backdrops, Bully wanted to teach us the wrong way first to see how it feels. So, you know, to not take that bump. And if you're given the backdrop to not screw up the move. Right. So if you over rotate the person, guess what? They're going to land on their hip. They're going to land on their heels. They're not going to land flush. So, uh, that class, we, we learned how to do backdrops the wrong way first, so you know how it feels when you don't do it correctly. So in training, that was one of the, the worst bumps taken. That was learning how to do a backdrop and just getting learning it and doing it the wrong way first just to feel what it's supposed to not feel like and then going through and trying to get it done the right way. So that, that was a, a really uh, 
crappy experience feeling that, but I mean, as far as in ring, I haven't taken any crazy bumps, you know, uh, I no crazy bumps that I've been like, Oh, wow. That, that really hurt as far as in ring work, but learning backdrops, that was the one that I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't want to do that. If I'm going to do this, I want to do it correctly. So. Oh yeah. There's, um, you know, I, it's something I, I actually, this will be the first time I kind of shared this story too, but there is, there is a, a, a thing for people who aren't really paying attention. Uh, there's a reason for everything that's done in the business and very much how you said you had to learn the wrong way. So that way you knew how to do it the right way. Like I was running a spot with Ben and uh, I kept <laughs> messing up. I kept messing up the spot. And so James Ellsworth was like, cool, you can do it. You can do the spot, but you got to do it again. And I kind of was like, I was lost at first. He's like, yeah, we don't get up right over left. And I was like, okay. So I get thrown uh-huh. over. I get thrown over. I get, I get, you know, I take a back bump. Take another back bump, take it, take a, um, get thrown over the top and I get back up and he's like, cool. So we did it. We did the spot. Now we can do it again. Cause you did it again. And I think I took it. I took that same spot probably nine or 10 times before I realized mm-hmm. that I was like, yo, when I'm getting thrown over on a back body drop, it's gotta be left over. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. So when, when you take the bump and then you get up is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, left over right. Yeah, ninety nine point nine percent of the time you're getting up left over right. Yep, and that was a hard lesson to learn, <laughs> but it was a lesson <laughs> <that> I learned. <laughs> hey, repetition, repetition. I mean, if it's you're doing it the wrong way, they're gonna tell you to keep moving. I mean, as long as you're being safe, but repetition, repetition. Actually, that brings me up to another. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily a bump. I mean, I guess it is a bump, but um, I was working with Bully and Wrecking Ball Ligurski, and we were learning a. Uh, mafia kicks or just the big boot mm-hmm. and i must have taken 20 mafia kicks from bully ray at class and it was just from the non-stop bumping and bumping and and going and jolting back that was a little painful the next day in the neck and then uh, taking 20 from wrecking ball was fun so non-stop repetitions and mafia kicks and big boots from bully ray and wrecking ball that will that'll make you a little sore <laughs> I've had those where I like wake up and I'm just like, I, I get out of bed. I'm just like, Oh, Oh yeah. <laughs> any, uh, any injuries for you in, with the first 18 months of training? Anything serious? Yeah, actually. Um, so we talk, we're, we're, we're on a perfect subject about learning repetition and reasons why things happen. And so we were doing Mexican rolls, three quarter rolls for people who don't know. Um, and as I was going uh, right elbow up, I was bringing up my left knee and I wasn't really paying attention. And, uh, and the first time I did, I was like, yeah, that was kind of weird. I was like, did I do this wrong? And so as I did it again, uh, yeah, I tore the lower muscle on my abdomen. That's a funny story. So when you were doing your three quarter roll and you were going right arm, left knee, mm-hmm. instead of same arm, same leg. Right. Is that what you're doing? So uh, you, you tore your I tore my abdomen too, but it wasn't on a three-quarter roll. It was actually on an Olympic takedown. Oh, uh, wow. Someone gave me an Olympic takedown, and their fists went into – and the pressure of me doing that face bump, their fists went into my abdomen and ended up having a slight tear in my lower abdomen, and that sucked. Yeah. Just from a simple Olympic takedown. And it's it's something to be told. Like, you know, we talk about – and it was crazy because, like, 
you know, you, it, you know it immediately too. That was like mm-hmm. the worst. Like I couldn't stand up. I couldn't sit down. You know, when I was sitting down, it was fine. But when I stood up, I was like, I was in pain. Couldn't lay down. It was, it was the worst. And uh, everybody thought I got a hernia. And they were like, oh, you have this hernia. And uh-huh. I go to this, I go to the surgeon and the surgeon was like, no, 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 no. You don't have a hernia. You have a, you have an abdomen tear. It's mm-hmm. going to take, and he said it too. He was like, it's going to probably take about six to eight weeks to heal. But at that time, it had been about five to six weeks. And I was actually starting to feel a little better. Were you still, were you still doing any training within that five weeks or you were you taking a break? I, so I would go to train. That's the funny thing. So uh, Sicken was like, you can't train, but if you come up, you can take notes and stuff like that. So like, I, that's all I did. I just went out to practice, just watched and just took notes and just notes and notes and notes. And there then you go. It, it is school. Even mm-hmm. though you're not actually doing the physicality of it, if you're there, you're still learning. Now it's like working on stuff like on my character, how things like I would see it, like moves I was like looking to add to my repertoire, just like all sorts of stuff. And so he was like, he thought it was cool because there was another person who got injured and they were just, they were just gone. Mm-hmm. They were like, meh. And then they came back like 10 weeks later and were like, all right, I'm better. And then they couldn't figure <laughs> out why, like, because even, because they got hurt like roughly about the same time that I did. But they couldn't figure out, like, why, like, when I got back, like, I was, like, a lot more comfortable, like, doing things in the ring than he was. And he knew what I had, had happened to me. And I was, like, that's that's on you, bro. Like, I was up here, like, mm-hmm. week in, week out. Like, I got in trouble for moving boards because they knew, like, that was a problem for me. And I was, like, nah, I'm not – I'm, I'm going to help do this. So. Yeah. It takes a toll. The, this professional wrestling is – it's tough, you know, as they say, it's not ballet and it's, it'll take a toll on your body. And actually recently I'm, I'm, uh, I had a quad injury and that wasn't even enjoying wrestling. I was working out doing some sprints and it was actually right before Invictus is in bloom and uh, go figure hashtag MCM was booked for a ladder match. And uh, the same week of that show, I, uh, I pulled my quad and I actually had to call out of work for three days in a row just so I can rehab and ice and relax and make sure I was ready for that show. And um, I'm still nursing the quad injury and it's, it's a pain in the butt and uh, it's, it's not ballet. So you have to kind of work through injuries sometimes, but also know your body and, and get a feel for it. But hashtag MCM with a messed up quad climbed that ladder he retrieved that briefcase and got all the clout. I am now Mr. Hashtag Climb for Clout. <laughs> that was, hey, I'm not going to front. That was such a fun event. And that was a fun match to watch, too. Like, we were driving, uh, we were heading back, and Chaz and I talked about two matches, right? So we talked about the ladder match, and we talked about the women's triple threat match. And then obviously with Big Ben too, like, I guess we talked about three matches. We talked about Big Ben's match too, but those three matches, we were like, dude, these matches were fire. Uh-huh. And so we were it was like, fun. It was definitely fun. Um, I wish I had my briefcase on me now, but you know what? MCM is making that briefcase MCM style. So it's going to be a little while before MCM gets to taunt that briefcase around. But when he does, that briefcase is going to look tremendous. It's going to look just as good as the ladder and the chair that matches with it. Exactly. I had the purple MCM ladder, the purple MCM chair. MCM is purple. And you know, the color purple 
is the color of royalty. Just saying. Yep. Somewhere nice. down the mold, the Moljo lineage, there was some royalty probably. Yep. Has to be somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious though. Okay, so aside from like one of your worst bumps, and we were talking about injuries and stuff like that, like how, what's been the hardest shot you've taken? Like hardest hit that you've taken in a ring? Like kind of getting a little jarry. Yeah. So I've had many injuries of getting like elbowed in the eye and my eye would blow up and it get black and blue. But um, actually I took a, a bump from the second, like a T bump off the second rope. And when I actually wasn't a T bump, I went straight back. And when I went straight back, my head jarred and uh, my head hit the mat. Saw little stars got up and I was like, all right, all right, all right. Gathered my thoughts, gathered my thoughts, finished the match. But uh, definitely um, jogging up the brain there a little bit. So uh, I don't think it was a concussion concussion, but definitely uh, maybe maybe slight, maybe slight. Didn't go see a doctor or anything, but uh, everything's good to go now. No, you definitely rocked your shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I mean, playing football, like, uh, there's so many different times that, like, you saw stars, you did this. It wasn't labeled a concussion or anything when I was playing. So I was like, yeah, you, just, you just go with it. So. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you on Tim's that. Tim's got a fat dome piece and uh, it's pretty thick. So. <laughs> so curious, man. Like I know a lot of wrestlers don't usually eat before a show, but they have like that post-match snack or post-match meal that they have to have afterwards. So I'm curious, like what's yours? So for actual show days, um, I've been getting a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee with some sort of breakfast sandwich for the morning. And then I won't eat anything until like maybe an hour before the match. I'll have like a, a protein bar. And then after there's these, they're called uh, premier protein shakes and they make all these different flavors. And there's a, a cookies and cream one. If you ever get to interview Wrecking Ball Ligurski, he will vouch for this because I, I bring him to every show and I hook him up with them. Cookies and cream protein premier shake is tremendous. They actually just came out with like a peanut butter chocolate that we're looking to get. I haven't found it yet, but yeah. So that like post-match protein shake, cookies and cream premier protein is mucho tremendous. That's awesome though. That's actually really good. I can, I can rock with that. <laughs> and they actually make one with coffee too. It's called a cafe latte which is really good. If I, in the morning you want a protein shake, get a little caffeine in it. Yeah, I'm definitely really down with, I'm definitely down with this too. What kind of pendies <laughs> flavors? You're going to have to like send me that link. Cause uh, I know like my flavors are pretty limited on like what, like the shakes I take. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm always down to like try some. New yeah. Stuff. It's, it's already made. Just shake it up. Good to go. Bet. All right. Well, let me ask you this, man. Like, do you kind of have, what kind of advice would you give to like up and coming wrestlers? Up and coming wrestlers, put in the work before you even try to get into, you know, you want to be a professional wrestler. Okay. Before you join a school, make sure you are physically ready to train. You're going to be that much better off going into training. If you are already in shape compared to, Oh, I'm, watching wwe on monday night i can do that (laughs) let's go to wrestling school you show up and you're doing two minutes of drills and then you throw up so 
people up and coming. If you're trying, if you're training before you even think about training, make sure you are in great shape before you get into that wrestling school. And for people who are in wrestling school right now, you have two ears, you have two eyes, you have one mouth. Utilize these, utilize these, and keep that shut. That's all great advice. <laughs> that's all great. Because <laughs> that's that's one thing I've I've been like learning a lot. Like we're just watching people, like even in training, which is crazy. Like our head trainer will start talking, and like some people will like want to throw in their two cents. I'm like, whoa, like sit down and shut up. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Two ears, two eyes, one mouth. That, and then. Last heavy, heavy question before we get into the second best part of the three count podcast. I got to know, man, one do and one don't of the locker room. <laughs> one do and one don't of the locker room. In my experience, one do. Shake everyone's hand. Make sure you say hello to everyone that is there, whether it's someone that's just setting up the ring, whether it's someone that just take pictures, if they're there, at least acknowledge them, say hi, because you never wanna be disrespectful. This business is all about respect. So be respectful, at least acknowledge, fist bump, handshake, whatever it is, say hi. Don't be the guy that just goes to their spot and doesn't say hello. So that's definitely a do. And going with the don't, don't be the guy that goes in or girl that goes in and doesn't say hi and doesn't at least acknowledge the people that are there. So do shake everyone's hand. Don't, don't be the person that doesn't show their respect. (laughs) This is super true. It's super true. I've actually watched people like just catch flack just for like not like just not saying hello the other one too like i something i noticed too and it was something like i had it i i was talking to chaz about too we're and i we left and i was like did we say bye to the ring crew and he was just like yeah i was like did you double we? guess yourself you're like oh, yeah did i do that <laughs> I was like, it's like it's like when you when you when you leave your car and you lock your car you go down like two blocks you're like did i lock my car you just think about like, did I do that? Did I do that? Did I do that? And you have to double check for yourself. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yeah, we did. I was like, are you sure we did? He's like, but now you got me guessing. I was like, we, we probably did. I hope we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard plenty of stories of, of people getting quote unquote heat because they didn't shake a hand or some people didn't get a job because they didn't acknowledge someone or said hi to one person and didn't say hi to the other person. So be respectful. Always. Always. All right. Well, that's it for like our heavy hitting questions. But we do have the second best segment in all of the three count podcasts coming up. If you're wondering what the first is, it's because it is the Red Dogs Power Rankings. And you can find that on the debate show. But this is a three count podcast, 10 count questions. Mr. MCM, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Yes, preguntas, papi. Sí. Dios yes, mío. Okay. 
But we're gonna fire off ten questions. Dale, dale, dale. We're gonna fire them off real quick, man. Whatever's the first answer you come <laughs> up with, that's what it is. It should be very interesante. <laughs> All right, so let's put on the imaginary timer. Bing! And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, or Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Already that. <laughs> Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite color? Purple. Brother. Nerds or Pop Rocks? I love calling people nerds, and nerds candy is tremendous. Favorite cartoon? Favorite cartoon? Rugrats. Oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Batman or Superman? You got to go the Dark Knight Batman. Favorite podcast? Favorite podcast? Busted Open. Busted Open is, is a great podcast. <laughs> Non-wrestling podcast? Chus and Ceballos, DJ group. Okay. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. I would love to see Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Bet. Smash. <laughs> Pulling you out, Wrecking Ball Ligurski. You heard it here. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show. Favorite curse word. <laughs> favorite curse word? I mean, who doesn't love a, a good old F-bomb, you know? Who doesn't know. love a good old F-bomb? But uh, let's see. Yeah, I'd I go with the uh, F-U-C-K, you know, that word right there. Listen, we can fucking say it. It's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast legit goes out with an E-rating because we tell everybody this is explicit as shit. <laughs> oh, wowzers. Well, yeah, you can complete a whole sentence using that word, which is pretty crazy. I tell people all the time, I was like, if you go to YouTube and look up the history of the F word, best three minutes of, of any video I've ever seen. <laughs> there's a, I think there's a whole, um, what is it on Netflix, a devotion to like pretty much curse words, like a whole like series on it. And I'm pretty yeah. sure the F bomb is on there for at least an episode it has to be. Yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's the history of swear words with Nicolas Cage. Yep, yep, that's the one I was thinking about. All right. So you have a favorite curse word in english how about in spanish yeah and i know it's not the right dialect but it's cool with me i don't really care but when i look at someone i'm just like yo chingase <laughs> <laughs> so um this could mean many different things but uh, i i love the word and sorry for my friends who are watching this who are sorry pendejo, pendejo. <laughs> I there you that. go don't be a pendejo if my buddy, if my buddy Anthony was on here right now, his favorite word, if I, if I ever get under his skin, uh, his name is Anthony, everybody knows Lou, but whenever, whenever I piss him off, I just see puta, just get put right out there. <laughs> just, that's a classic. That, that's up there. That's got to be up there. That's uh, great, great, great words. <laughs> but that is it for our 10 count questions, man. So all I need from you is to let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. All right, nerds. So you can find hashtag MCM on Instagram at Mucho Chris Moljo and on Twitter at Mucho Chris Moljo. 
If you want an excellent MCM shirt, slide into hashtag MCM's DMs and I can hook you up. Looking to possibly get on Pro Wrestling Tees, so watch out for that. But if you want an MCM shirt, you got to slide into my DMs. I have the black MCM shirt and I also have the Macho Man inspired Mucho MCM shirt with me in the glasses, slapping my elbows, baby. And I actually love this shirt. This shirt, the fabric on the shirt is just tremendous. So I highly suggest picking up this shirt right here. I've worn this shirt out and people think it's actually the Macho Man shirt. That's how tremendous it is. <laughs> I think I think you wore that at Invictus. Oh, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. So the big hit is the all black MCM WCW inspired logo. So you can get it in black. You can also get it in purple. There you go. And there you go. You guys can contact him. You can pick up his merch. But that is it for the three count podcast presents now entering the ring. I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller. But like I said, it's never about me. It's about who's now entering the ring. And you see him right there. Hashtag MCM Mucho Chris Moljo. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to this episode and be there. Or you just wait till the end. And then, you know, our next episode is going to be on. So check us out then. Beat it, nerds. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.